Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Well, it's the weekend of the spring equinox and wow, has the energy started to change. It's definitely out with the old and in with the new. Can you feel it? It's a kick-ass and take-names kind of energy. It's an oomph. It's the promise of new beginnings and the excitement of new adventures. Well, if we can get a COVID passport, that is. Everything's starting to feel more positive and not so dragged down, don't you agree? More on how to tackle such feelings later on in the show. And in the vein of Out With The Old and In With The New, the new Spirit Level podcast and website is now up and running. Thanks to David at DiffSign.com who has spring cleaned the whole website and Crystal Corner. So it's all looking beautiful and running smoothly. So on with the show in this episode, episode 10, can you believe it? So in keeping with changing up the energy, we've added a couple of new segments and we're introducing them this week. So instead of our usual interview slot, we've added a mindfulness section to try and keep your spirits up. We've also got Household Hocus Pocus, where we take a look at the magical properties of your everyday items. So this week, it's good old salt. But we still have our listeners' question, and in Crystal Corner, we will meet the lovely Iolite. And in Time for Tarot, it's the Hermit. So, off we go! So today's Crystal Corner is all about Iolite, which is a beautiful, beautiful violet-purple colour. And it's a really sparky kind of gem. And that's how its energy feels. So its name comes from the Greek Io, which means violet flower. And it's said that the Vikings actually used lenses of Iolite in navigation. And industrially, it's used even now as, a, as an electrical insulator. So metaphysically, Iolite is a vision stone and aids clairsentience. So it's that knowing bit of the psychic and mediumistic abilities. So it supports that ability to just know what's going off and know where a situation is going. It actually physically gives off an, uh, an electrical charge that can be used to re-energise the aura. But also it's used to release addictions and the cause of addictions. An iolite can also free the spirit from codependency and enable you to express your true inner self. Often found in Bolivia, Brazil, Canada, US, Finland, Germany, Sri Lanka and Sweden, it's often used in jewellery because it is so beautiful, but physically it's really brittle and can chip, so be really careful with it if you do have some in any jewellery. And also, being sparkly and an ite, 
it's not good around water so be careful if you are wearing it or using it that you don't cleanse it in water because being an ite at the end as I've said before they generally don't tend to like water very much so that's I like my friends and next time we'll be looking at the regal and imperial gem jade new sections of the show and this this little bit is all about mindfulness now as many of you know and some of you may not know I work in my day job in mental health and uh, housing and so mental health is is a subject that's very close to my heart it's something that is getting more leeway and getting more uh, traction in media and out there. And it's something that I think is vital to everyday living. So in this little section, I'm just going to share little tips and, and things that I do or I use in my work that may help you uh, in your everyday life and to pick your spirits up and keep your positivity going. And this section came from the other day when the weather was dreadful, we'd not hit the spring just quite yet and it had rained for an entire week here in sunny Sheffield and I had to go to work, I had to drag myself out of the house physically, I didn't want to go and to, to say that my backside was on the floor uh, would be an understatement, I was literally, my chin was an inch off the floor, I slunk into my car Big sigh. I just didn't have any energy. I was just not feeling, just not feeling it at all that day. So, um, I got on with what I was doing. But as I was in the car, I was listening to the radio and I listened to Greatest Hits Radio, which is all uh, what people call old school stuff, I guess. Uh, 70s, 80s and 90s. And within about two minutes, a song came on the radio. And the effect that it had on me was absolutely astounding. Within two minutes, my spirits were up. I was belting this song out. I didn't care who saw me. There were people laughing at me in the uh, in the traffic queue. I didn't care. Did not care. Because the effect that it had on me was just miraculous. By the time I got to my destination... My heart was full. I felt amazing. I could not believe the transformation that that one song had made. And so I immediately downloaded it and put it on my happy tracks list on my phone. And I do have a happy tracks list. So this is where I started thinking about what I could do um, to help you guys. So if you haven't got a happy tracks list, please, I would suggest you start making one. It's fun anyway. You get to hear some songs, but my happy tracks list, I started when I started doing the Couch to 5K because I needed something to keep me going and to keep my spirits up because I hate running. I hate physical exercise. <laughs> and uh, and to just listen to these tracks is amazing. So I wanted to share some of the songs that I find truly truly uplifting and I was hoping that you would send me email in or send me a voice message on Speakpipe about the tracks or the songs that do it for you that pick you up that get you motivated that get you moving so the three songs I'm going to share with you today because I've got more than three on my list but these are the three the one that did it for me the other day 
that really, really got me going. It, it, it picked me up. It got me motivated. I wanted to go out. I wanted to kick ass and take names. And it was Meatloaf, Dead Ringer for Love with Cher. And it was absolutely brilliant. And I was belting it out, like I said. So, um, that, that was my number one. My number two is Shine. Uh, which is the boy band one. Take that. That's it. I couldn't remember then. Take that, Shine. It's such a brilliant song. It's so positive. It's got such a cracking beat. Mr. Gary, Mr. Gary Barlow, you, you do know how to, to pen a, a tune and to write a song. You really do. And this is one of my favourites. And the other one, which I just have to hear the opening bars. <laughs> And my shoulders have gone. They, I, and, and it just, it's just joyous. And it's Barry White, um, first, last, my everything. And it's the song that, oh, I always associate with Mr. M. It's not our song, but it's the song that, that, um, just uplifts my heart and, and makes me sing. So start making your own list and please, please, please share it with me. I'd be absolutely delighted to add it to my list as well. And I will read it out on the show. If you can give me some absolute belters, I will be over the moon. So please, I hope you've enjoyed this section and we'll try again next week with some more mindfulness tips. On with the next bit of the show. So now it's time for a question from one of my lovely listeners who forgot this week, Mr. M. Hello, Mel. Hello, everybody. And just before we get to the question, I don't know about being likened to Barry White. I think it's more like Barry <laughs> Chuckle, but thank you very much. <laughs> Your question today, Mel, comes from Ella Bella in Doncaster, who asks, what is the scariest experience that you have ever had? I'll just read that again. What is the scariest experience that you have ever had? Well, it's an interesting that one, Ella, because it's it's the living that scare me more than than spiritual side of things. So the scariest experience I've ever had is with living people. But I am assuming and presuming from your question that you mean something from a spiritual side, psychic or spooky side. So I would have to say that when I very first met Charlie Peace, and I know I've mentioned that incident already in the past, but he was the first time that I saw a full-form manifestation of spirit. And I wasn't expecting it. Um, I was down in what were the cells of the old court building in Sheffield. And as I turned round, he was, he was stood at my shoulder and he wasn't a full form so he didn't look solid but he was like a photo negative and I could clearly see his hair his facial features I could see his uh, punch and judy like nose and chin which is actually how we uh, we identified who he was and uh, he got a uh, hunched back and he was at my shoulder uh, and it made me jump I don't mind telling you because <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see him um, but because I did see him, I could identify him later on from some pictures that people got up on Google. They showed me the court scene. Uh, they, well, they weren't photographs, obviously, because it was way before before that 
kind of uh, technology. But there were drawings of the court scene where he was, and I said, that's him, and I pointed him out, and it was Charlie Peace. So I'd have to say that was probably the most exciting and the most interesting. I hope that answers your question. Um, if you're wanting to know what the, the scariest uh, event that I had other than that, then uh, that would be for another show. So thanks very much, Ella, for your questions. If you would like to send in a question, you can email it or you can record it on the SpeakPipe function on the website and we can get your voice on the show, which would be amazing. Thank you, Mel. And in addition, here are a number of other ways you can get in touch with us. Thank you to everyone who's submitted a question. There are a number of ways you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us via email. Our address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. On Facebook, on groups, search for The Spirit Level. On Twitter, search for thespiritlevel.co.uk. Our Twitter handle is at thespiritlevelu, which is a capital U. On Instagram, search for Melanie Mahmood. And in addition, there are a number of resources for you to download and access on our website, totally free of charge, on www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. So welcome to a new section called Household Hocus Pocus. The use of natural herbs is as old as humankind itself and we have a massively rich culture of herbal remedies, many of which are still in use today, passed down from generation to generation. Don't forget the NHS, God bless it, was only founded two or three generations ago. So before then, only the wealthy could afford doctors and pharmaceutical intervention. I've got a relative, my great uncle Stephen, my granddad's brother, who died at the age of 24 of an ear infection because antibiotics just weren't available. Something that wouldn't even be thought of now. We take it so much for granted. But isn't it funny how we seem to be going back to these ancient remedies and these healing practices? The antibiotics, they're just not working anymore. And the big pharmaceutical companies are strangling the last penny out of everything. And even they are searching the far reaches of the planet and the seas for new compounds that they can peddle for the highest price. And also, going back to the traditional remedies of ancient cultures simply because they work. But don't forget, the ancient herbal knowledge is still in the background. For example, the humble aspirin. Painkiller and blood thinner taken by millions of people every day. Do you know what aspirin is? It's the extract of the bark of the birch tree. So it's algaes, mosses, fungi, flora and fauna, all traditionally used for millennia to keep as well. But they also have loads and loads of spiritual and magical properties and uses. So here's how this new section of the show came about. Do you remember a few weeks ago, one of our lovely listeners sent in a thank you for a little salt spell that I'd sent him for a very important job interview, which he subsequently got? Well, the family then passed this little spell on to a friend of theirs who used it too and got not one, not two, but three job offers off the back of it. So that's amazing stuff. 
And since then, we've had several people contacting us for more useful information and magical things that they can do with everyday stuff that they already have. So here's where old household Hocus Pocus was born. So every week, I will show you how, with everyday kitchen herbs and things around the house, you can have a direct and positive action on the energy in and around you and your home. So don't think you've ever done magic before. Well, you have, because if you've ever made a wish and blown out a birthday candle, well, guess what? That's basic candle magic, my friends. And you see, magic is ingrained in our very culture. You didn't even know it. Ancient rituals, often pinched and sanitised or churchified, but they're very old, they're very pagan, and they go back decades. But before we start, a little bit about the basic rules of intention and the basic rules of magic. Number one, the universal law. In every religion, in every text, The universal law is present. It's as old as time. And basically, this is what you put out, you get back tenfold. So call it karma if you want. Call it intent, but it's all the same. Might not be straight away, but if the intention is good and of the highest purity of intent, no harm, physical or psychic, all will be well. You don't want to be on the receiving end of the natural order of things. Trust me, it does not end well and it's not worth it. Mother Earth and Mother Nature ain't ain't to be trifled with, my friends. So we only work for the greatest good and with the highest and best intentions. Love and light, peace and love, and all will be well. So let's start with some basic but extremely powerful magical weaponry that we all have believe it or not in the kitchen cupboard and that my friends is salt it's a staple ingredient in every single kind of magic that i've ever come across so it's global it's international and salt basically is the three p's protection purification and prosperity and this goes back to the ancient history of salt itself so purification they used to use salt to to preserve things food for example prosperity salt used to be used as a currency and protection this is the big one this is basically what it does it protects things it protects food even so What do you do with salt and how can you use it? Well, you can use it in your home. If you want to protect your home, if you sprinkle a line of salt over your threshold, that in itself is a magical protection. You can sprinkle it in the four corners of any room to get rid of any negativity, any negative energy and to protect that space. Talismans. So a talisman is something that you wear on your person that will provide like I said, protection, prosperity, purification, and you'll find that salt is in it. So a little bit about the job spell that I mentioned earlier. Now, not all salts are not the same. So your bog standard, excuse my teeth, bog standard table salt is, is not proper natural salt. It's been messed with. But if that's all you've got to work with, by all means, use it. But a more natural salt would be sea salt, particularly if you're doing anything or with intent with regards to emotions, because sea salt is linked to water and water is emotions. You get where I'm going? 
So rock salt is all about earth intentions and all about nurturing and protection. So if you can use Himalayan rock salt, that's perfect. So any natural salt is brilliant for this spell. So the next time you have a job interview or you have a big interview where you need to get that particular position or upgrade or level up or promotion, put some natural salt in your hand and just whisper to that salt what your intentions are and what you would like to get out of that meeting. Put that salt in the pocket of the outfit that you're going to be wearing on that day And as you go into the room, try and sprinkle some as near to the people who you're going to be interacting with as humanly possible without them seeing you doing it because you have some major explaining to do uh, if you do. (laughs) So if you can sprinkle it on them, brilliant, but don't let them see you do it. So that is the spell that, that I gave to Martin and that got passed on and that works. So next week, we're going to be having a look at rosemary so it's a a herb that you use in cooking loads so lamb etc but you wouldn't believe the other qualities that rosemary has so let me know if you've enjoyed this section and you want it to continue your feedback's always welcome and on with the next bit of the show It's time to continue our journey into the tarot, so here's time for tarot. And this episode, we are going to be looking at the Hermit, which is card number nine in the Major Arcana. And it's it's a very multi-layered meaning to this card. On the picture, it shows an old man carrying a staff in one hand and a lantern containing a six-pointed star in the other hand. And when you get the hermit in a reading, it suggests that you're in a phase of introspection where you are drawing your attention inwards and looking for answers within. You're in need of a period of inner reflection, so a step back from the current demands of whatever position you are in at the moment. So it's a big step back, but also looking at the bigger picture and really reflecting on what you really want or need in the situation at hand. So in an upright position, it means meditation, self-reflection, introspection, soul searching, sometimes having to withdraw from the situation entirely to get that perspective. That's usually the advice when this card appears. In reverse, it can mean the negativity of that. So it can mean feeling exiled, loneliness, a bit of a misfit, sadness and withdrawing from will of ones. It can also mean quite literally depression and feeling totally out of step with society. But again, it depends on what other cards surround it. And again, go with your gut feeling as to what level and depth the hermit energy is in the particular reading. It relates to the element of Earth, so it's Taurus, Capricorn and Virgo. That can mean the people who are involved in the situation or it can mean that they are particularly affected by the energy of this card. So it's all about Mercury again, the ruling planet for this card, which is all about communication. So communication with the higher self rather than listening to what other people are saying. So it's listening to that inner voice and your own intuition. So that's the hermit for this week. 
where we'll be looking at the next episode at card 10, which is the Wheel of Fortune. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. A big thank you, as usual, to Buzzsprout for hosting us. Our thanks to the people at Phonics and Audacity for their technical help. To my husband and producer, Mr M, as ever, for his help and support. And a massive thank you to you listeners, wherever you may be, for your continuing support and your lovely messages. Please subscribe. And if you could possibly leave us a review on our podcast, your feedback will help us improve massively. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and CastBox or via your podcast provider. Please visit the new website www.thespiritlevel.co.uk If you want to book a personal reading with me, enrol on one of the courses that I've personally written for beginners and to browse the online store or if you just want to get in touch with us. So until next time, love and light to you all.